All right, what's up, fucks? Welcome to Casting Couch. Ooh, it's kind of echoey in here. You hear that? No. But I don't know if it's being... I think I just hear it, like, in the room, not getting picked up by the microphone. But regardless, this episode, we're actually on an actual casting couch, you feel me? And a lot of people who watch this show, maybe you don't know what a casting couch is. Do you know what a casting couch is? I think I do. In the porn, you know? Yeah. So a casting couch is, like, a category of porn where it's, like... A girl's like first time doing a porno and she sits on a couch that looks like this and the, there's a dude behind the camera and he's asking like nasty ass questions you know what i'm saying yeah i know what you're talking about yep so that's casting couch if you were ever wondering like what does that mean why is the why is the podcast named after that well now you know so we're on an actual casting couch this episode and you guys got to let me know if you like this set more than the other couch i feel like this set is kind of superior everything there's so much more space and the microphones, like, the angle is much better. In the last episode, the fucking mic stand was, like, right here. And it was cutting off my face, like, half the episode. It was just kind of shitty. But regardless, welcome to episode five. I took an edible right before this, so it might start kicking in here, like, any minute. Um, so if I start getting really fucking dumb, that's why. Um, but I'm here with my friend Sunrise, also known as Sarai, also known as Maggie, also... <laughs> <laughs> i know a lot of she, names she is latina so she has 17 different names i mean you're not wrong yeah um so welcome to the podcast how are you doing this fine evening i'm okay how are you i'm pretty swell i'm pretty swell um so we were talking about the last episode of the podcast and if you guys haven't watched that one go check that shit out or listen to it oh fuck i just clipped the mic so hard i'm sorry if i just molested your ears let me adjust this really quick i think this cable oh yeah yeah yeah. you hear that you hear how it's much better ah you hear that now yes yeah so the the, the headphone splitter was kind of fucked up but now it's good so welcome episode five how are you how are you guys doing today make it like a dora episode how are you guys daniel <laughs> sorry did you watch a lot of dora when you were a kid no yeah i didn't fuck with dora i thought dora was hella annoying when i was a kid i was like this shit sucks mom put on some spongebob for like put on some real shit she was like scary and when i was growing up this was when youtube was like first out and so they had all those dora parodies were that were actually creepy <laughs> yeah i think i know what you're talking about holy shit throwback yeah. so damn yeah good memories good memories if you grew up in the early 2000s with like drake and josh spongebob Oh, man, I fucking love Drake and Josh. Did you watch any Drake and Josh when you were a kid? Yeah, I, like, watched it when new episodes came out still. So, that That's was a fire. long time ago. That was 2004 ago. when the first season aired. I was, like, five. That's fucking crazy. So, um... How old were you? 2004, I was two years old. You were two? Wait. Yeah, because I was born in late 2001. So, I was, like, two for most of the year and then three at the end of the year. So, I realistically i wasn't watching drake and josh until probably like 2005 2006 when i was like four or five you feel me yeah but regardless welcome to the podcast uh, a real quick announcement sorry i'm just all over the fucking place um yeah if you haven't watched the last episode go check that shit out that shit was incredible like th shout out to amy for being on the podcast your favorite episode go check that out um, a real quick announcement for anyone listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Samsung Podcasts, Google Podcasts. If you're listening on any of those platforms, check out my fucking YouTube channel, which is just Chappy Tits. If you type that in the search bar, it'll come straight up. And also, um, check out Snapchat and Instagram. Also, just at Chappy Tits. 
Do you want to plug anything? So we, you should plug at the end of the episode after we've heard everything from you and shit. So like people can get a chance to know you and decide whether or not they want to commit to your content. You feel me? Yeah. I mean, I was going to say, you know, I have a lot of things to plug. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. Oh, you know what I just thought about? You have so many followers. Are you going to like advertise this video? Like go check it out, guys. Yeah. I told you to make me a clip. Oh, dude. Fuck. Yeah. Sick. It's a win-win for both of us. Am I like the first person that's been on this podcast that, that has actually has a presence? Yes, you are. <laughs> okay. Um. So, yeah. One thing I wanted to talk about is clothes. Because today I actually decided to put on some clothes that wasn't a pair of gym shorts and a random t-shirt from my dresser. Today I wanted to look kind of cute. Um, and my attitude towards like style and dressing and shit is pretty weird. Like, I feel like a lot of the time in my day-to-day life, I'm just like, who am I trying to impress? You feel me? I feel like you have really good style. Like, I remember when you would show up to campus, you always dress really nice. Like in high school? Yeah, and like, I never felt like you were the type of person that dresses to impress. I felt like you just dress nice because you have a good style. Well, I appreciate that, but I definitely don't agree. I haven't haven't bought clothes since, like, senior year of high school. Actually, not true. This shirt is pretty new. But my style has been the same since I was in high school. Like, it's, like, weird, like, skateboarder slash semi-stoner style. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's not a bad thing, though, because you're young, so it's not, like, it's weird for your age right now because you're only, like, 21. So it's, like, okay. I feel like if you wore this and you were 20. 728 it would be weird does that make sense you think so yeah i don't think this style would be weird if i was 27 if you were closer to your 30s it would be a little bit why weird. would it be weird eternal youth a youthful energy i feel like i wouldn't care but i know a lot of people would judge you for that you know if that makes sense like who i don't know like if you apply for a job or you go to work well i'm obviously not gonna wear this shit to a job interview well i'm saying like if you go to work like that or if you go out like that maybe people will have some like opinions you know okay fair enough fair enough um but yeah so my relationship with style is like sometimes i want to dress so i feel like i look nice but I feel like I definitely don't keep up with what style is like trending. You feel me? A lot of people who keep up with like trending styles, you know, people compliment them a lot. Oh my God, you dress so nice. And that's fair. Totally. But I just feel like personally, I'm just, I don't care enough about style to really put that much effort and put that much money into it. You feel me? Which I'm not like, I'm not trying to be like, oh, I'm fucking cool. I don't care about how I look. It's like, I don't know. It's just. There's so many other things on my mind besides like what clothes I'm wearing. You feel me? Like I'd much rather buy a new microphone or buy a better camera or some shit for my videos. Like I just have other shit I'd rather invest in. But I don't know. Maybe I should like worry more about my style and worry more about. What do you think? Should I worry more? I don't think I should. I don't really. I don't. I, really, I don't give a fuck. But what's your opinion on style? What's your opinion on like dressing nice, looking nice, etc. I don't think you should worry about what other people think. I think if you want to dress like the same style, like you're good. If you want to change and like elevate yourself, like you can do that. Me personally, like I'm weird because I, you know, I work Monday through Friday, so I don't really care about what I wear. So I always be wearing like black leggings because I own like 90 pairs and like 
just a simple shirt. 100%. I feel that. I own like 17 white t-shirts. I cycle through them all week long. Yeah. But then like the weekend comes if I go out to the club or go out to the bar or whatever. Like I definitely dress like completely different. And like the clothes that I dress in are hella more expensive than like my normal everyday clothes. So like, yeah, you can definitely... I feel that you have like a balance Mm -hmm. because like when it's when you don't really care about looking nice and impressing people, you'll just wear black leggings, random t-shirt, whatever. Don't give a fuck. Doesn't matter. Don't put on makeup. Who gives a fuck? That's how I am, too. But sometimes like I'm like, you know, I kind of do want to look nice, which is like probably once a month. Yeah. If that. I like usually only get ready to go out or if I'm filming that's about it yeah that's fair so what kind of content do you make like what platforms are you on what do you do what do you do what's your job my job not your day (laughs) job but like what do you fucking do dude so my normal content is kind of fitness but more like body positivity and self-improvement you already know the answer yes (laughs) fitness dick in your mouth shut up got him Ah! (laughs) fucking got him fucking pussy all right guys that's the end of the episode no nah, just fucking <laughs> so yeah what do you make fitness content so i used Fitting to these nut- i'm just okay keep going sorry daniel <laughs> i'm sorry I used- you know <laughs> what? this is like this is way more like close and personal than the other couch the other couch we were like kind of diagonal but this time we're sitting like ass cheek to ass cheek like a foot away what are your thoughts on that well, you weren't. You didn't film with me on the other couch, so you, I guess you don't really know. This is all you know. But I sit with you on the other couch. Okay, fair. So I feel like when I sit on the other couch and I look at, I can look at you when we're talking. But like on this couch, I'd be like, do I look at this camera? Do I look at you? I don't really know. I think it kind of works because you can look sort of diagonally, and then you, like the camera will get that nice like side profile. I feel like that's a really good angle for me personally. I guess it varies person to person, but like this angle, I feel like is pretty good for me. <laughs> for you <laughs> yeah so maybe i'll keep filming this way i don't know let me know in the comments or send me a text whatever just let me know what you think of this new set the new casting couch i definitely want to put something on the wall because this shit is bare as fuck so boring but i mean it's okay you feel me yeah what if i just edit in like a logo above us that could be cool i guess but if i put my hand over it like this then it'll just look fucking stupid you know what logo i thought of when you said put a logo up there that what nfn nfn dude shout out to nfn uh, we talked about that in episode three it's on my channel if you want to go check that out but um yeah so you make fitness content yes i do but i like used to post a lot of workout videos but that was when i had someone to film me but now i don't really have that anymore and so i film a lot of like <sighs> body positivity so like thirst traps but because i am like a big girl like a lot of people are like what term do you prefer to describe your physique like plus size yeah you just like being called a plus size woman yes or a bbw no nope okay (laughs) dude you know it's funny i was at work the other day i was walking through like the office part of my job and one of the signs on the door said like some lady's name like fucking claire baxter or some shit and then it said like bcw and for a sec i thought it said bbw and i was like (laughs) claire baxter bbw that'd be fucking funny I feel like I don't like BBW because... If you don't know what that means, it means big, beautiful woman. But wait, some people say... It's also it's, a porn category. But some people say it's like beautiful black woman. That's what it down, stands for. Oh, dude. That's if you're, why... If you're a BBW, a beautiful black woman, <laughs> slide into my DMs, please. God damn. Like, 
my Instagram is at Chappy Tits. But that's why I don't do or BBW like, because I'm not like, black. <laughs> oh, okay. I see. Yeah. Sorry for interrupting. I was going to say like, or if you're like Middle Eastern, Indian, like pretty much like anything besides a white woman, like feel free to slide in my DMs. Daniel. I'm sorry. It's not racist. It's just a personal preference. I'm sorry. I know. I can't help it. Okay. Okay. But yeah, so you don't like BBW because you don't want people to think like, this bitch isn't black. Well, a lot of people think I'm mixed. They think I'm part black and Latina, so Afro-Latina. Okay, yeah, I can kind of see that happening. As, especially because my hair is super curly. But, like, isn't that a pretty common thing for Latinos? No, no, actually, if you're, like, super pure Latina, like, or in my case, like, Mexican, like, super pure pure, you have straight hair. That's why Melanie has straight hair. No fucking Melanie's your sister? Yeah. Okay. And then... <clears throat> Shout out, Melanie! <laughs> But then because you my think hair she's going to listen to this. Yeah, she might. Dude, shout out. But because my hair is curly, a lot of people think that somewhere along my line, because I am native Mexican and Mayan and Aztec, they think maybe someone from Africa got mixed in there. Yeah. Okay. That That's makes when sense. my hair is like super curly is yeah. what they think. That, that, that could be a very real possibility. I could see that happening. But I need to take like a, what is it? 23, 23 and me. me. Yeah. To find that out. Okay. Aren't you 23? I am 23. Dude, 23 and you. Yeah. Six, sis. I'm like, I'm like. Fucking weirdo. Being 23 is weird because it's almost, I can almost (laughs) say that I'm in my mid 20s. Yeah. I think 24 is when you can say it. Because it's like 20 to 23 early, 24 to 26 mid, 27 to 29 is late, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you're almost there. I mean, not really. You have a whole year. Like. Don't think about it so much. Just try and live your life. And even if you are in your mid-20s, that's like literally a human's like physical prime is like 25. Yeah. It's a great place to be. Like that's, don't, don't worry, sis. It gets a little scary though, because like maybe one day I might want to have children and the prime age is like between 23 and 26. I thought prime age to have children, this is super fucked up, but I thought it was like fucking like 16 to 24. No. Like super young. I thought when you're super young, you're like mega fertile. Well, your body's like not ready. Like it's not matured enough because we that go That makes through, sense. Yeah. Yeah. Because we go through the first like um, when you start your period, that's your first puberty. And then- Make sure you're talking directly in the mic. There's a second puberty that women experience when you're older that no one talks about. And that's when you- Menopause. No. <laughs> what? That's like when, you, when you're in your 20s. Like if you look at a picture when I'm like right now 23 to when I was 16, I look- so much different but not just because of everything that's happened but like body wise and so like that happens so that's why they say between between 23 and 26 is like a good time to have children because your eggs are at like their peak Mm, that's very interesting i did not know that yeah because then after 26 the quality of your eggs start to decline because you know if you have children when you're older like there's more geriatric motherhood yeah okay i see that's a super fucked up term because I think, aren't you considered geriatric mother if you're like over 30? Yeah, I think so. Isn't that fucked up being 30 and being called geriatric? <laughs> That's terrible. But anyways, uh, so your content. Yeah. So I do a lot of that. Um, so you just make a lot of shit on like what platforms? Like TikTok mostly? Yeah, mostly TikTok. That's the one I grow the most because that's the one I get more like brand deals and stuff from. I do Instagram I don't really do a lot of stuff on Snapchat, but people still follow me on there anyways. 
probably just like bleed over from your other platforms. They're just like, fuck you. I'll add this bitch on Snapchat real quick. Yeah, because if you go on TikTok or Instagram and you click on my link tree, you literally have every single platform that I'm on on there. Link tree? What's that? It's just like a hub, like a website, like a web page where it just has all your shit. Yeah. That's kind of smart. I should make one. You should. Yeah, but the thing about my handle is it's super easy. It's just chappy tits. Like anyone knows how to spell that. And you can type it anywhere. Dude, I'm so grateful I have chappy tits on Snapchat, Instagram, YouTube. I had it on Twitter when I had a Twitter account, but I got really fucking bored of Twitter. And I got really bored of, like, annoying-ass individuals who thought they were super entertaining but were actually just fucking annoying. Not to be a big Debbie Downer or so negative, you feel me? But that's just how I felt. And I was like, I this is not for me. You know? I, don't, I don't like Twitter. Why not? I think it's kind of pointless. I never saw like the actual value of Twitter. I know a lot of people do like beef and drama and they like to be entertained in that way. I've just never been the one to like entertain that. So I have a Twitter, but I don't ever really use it. Let me tweet something on your Twitter. No. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. So uh, do you want to talk about your OnlyFans? I don't even have OnlyFans anymore. I know. But do you want to talk about that whole chapter? I mean, yeah, we could. All right. So. When did you start an OnlyFans? Why did you start it? Go. So I started an OnlyFans during the pandemic. So that July. And I did it just, just to do it. Just to say that I did it. And then I didn't really start posting until November of 2020. And it just kind of took off. And I was making good money. But then... <coughs> I felt like it just really got in the way of like me wanting to do other things. So I deleted it and I don't use it anymore. But yeah. So what was your experience like being in the porn industry technically? I felt like it was so much work because you have to do yourself advertising and you have to network a lot. There's a lot of networking and advertising and like if you're watching and you've done OnlyFans, you might know about it. You have to download this app. It's called Telegram and you have to join these like rooms and a bunch of other women from across the world who have OnlyFans are on there. And so you guys share each other on your pages, but like you have to take screenshots that you actually did it and then screenshots of when you take it down and you have to like keep it up for a certain amount of time or say certain words or you can't do this or you can't do that. So there's a lot of rules and like just a lot of work and i used to actually be an assistant to my homegirl who used to do it and she would pay me two hundred dollars to do it and so i would just do it along with my drops two hundred dollars every how often every month oh that's not that much yeah but it was like easy because it's like mobile work but it's just very time consuming because i felt like i was on my phone so much to do all the advertisement which is why i did make so much money because you know like the more work you put into something the more you get from it and so like I was making good money, but, you know, I'm in school, so I felt like I needed to stop so I could focus on school and, like, growing my TikTok. And once I stopped doing OnlyFans, that started growing more, and I started to figure out more of, like, what I wanted to do in school. Okay. Well, that makes sense. So, I have a little bit of information to share with the world. I, too, was part of the porn industry at one point in time. (laughs) I remember. I was... I made one video. So from ages like 17 to 19, I was like, I convinced myself that I wanted to be a porn star, like as a career, like for the rest of my life. Like I convinced myself because at that time 
I was like extremely horny all the fucking time, and I just like had no problem having casual sex all the time, and I didn't really, it didn't really fuck with me emotionally. I didn't really care. I didn't get attached or anything. So, I I don't know. It was just a passion of mine, and I was really like convinced that I want to be a porn star for the rest of my life. But, you know, the dick just ain't there. The high caliber dick is just not there. So that the realisticness of that idea. I mean, I mean, you can argue a lot of porn stars, male porn stars, have like pretty average-sized dicks, and that's true. They're called. What's up, my my fucking roommate Devin just walked in. What's up, dude? How you guys doing? So yeah, my dick is average. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, some people can argue that that's called an intro cock. It's good for like women who want to do uh, anal for their first time. Just get them an intro dick, like a six-incher, put them in there, and then you're like, good, you know? Because it's hard to... <laughs> this guy, Devin, also is an intro cock, and that's all right. We have husband to dick, you feel me? You know... There's a difference between husband cock and vacation dick. I've seen your dick. Yep, okay, that's and super weird. <laughs> in That's out of context as fuck. You've seen the video. You've seen the porno. Okay, so... <laughs> God, why do you got to say it like that? And okay, I, no, no, just <laughs> give me a sec. So I filmed a porno when, like summer of 2021, uploaded it. It got like 20,000 views. It was insane. And I really want to like read the title because the title of the video is super funny. But I have it on my fucking phone, so I can't pull it up. Oh, you know what? I'm going to pull it up on my laptop and read it because that shit is really funny. And I want to read the title. Oh, but maybe I shouldn't because it kind of might reveal... Who it was with. Yeah, maybe you shouldn't do okay, that. Okay, never mind. I'm not going to read it, but it was super funny and like disgustingly graphic. But anyways, I made a porno and it was way more successful than I thought it would be. And I was like, this shit is awesome. It got 20,000 views. It got like two comments. One of them was like, need more, bro. The other one was like, bro, get like a stabilizer for your camera. You were kind of shaking a lot. <laughs> it was like a super genuine fucking criticism. And I was like, thanks, bro. Appreciate that. But um, so yeah, you've seen my penis. I feel like you're not intro. I feel like it's bigger than intro. You think my dick is a smidge above intro dick? Yes. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you. You're welcome. I mean, I kind of disagree, but okay. I appreciate that anyways. Okay. But continue. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I remember you in high school saying you wanted to be a porn star. And I remember because I asked you what your long-term career was and you were like, I want to be a porn star. And then you told me your porn star name and I looked at you and I was like, this kid's got to be fucking with me right now. My porn star name was Zach Steele. No, it wasn't. Not at that time. At that time, it was either Zach Johnson or Zach Longwood. It was At first, it was Zach Longwood, but then I was like, my dick is not long enough to be called Longwood. Like, <laughs> I was like, like I said, intro cock over here should be Zach intro. Um, but then I changed it to Zach Johnson, but then there was a professional golfer named Zach Johnson, so I had to change that. And then it became Zach Steele, which I still fuck with. It was kind of dope. I like the names Zach Steele because I had an influencer friend. He's like off social media now, but his name was Xavier Steele. Ooh, that's a powerful ass name. It was, and he was he was a great person. I hope he's doing well. Shout out to Xavier Steele, wherever you are. Yeah. Do you like the sticker of Ricardo on the back of my phone? <laughs> Just giving us encouragement as we film? Yep. <laughs> I got a sticker of Ricardo Milos on the back of my phone. If you don't know who that is, it's like the buff Brazilian guy who dances like in like the memes. Just look it up and you'll find him right away. Okay. 
So, we should get into a topic of eating disorders. Okay. So, what is your experience with eating disorders? And then I will share my experience as well. I think it's horrible. But I have Make sure you're talking directly in the mic. There you go. One inch away. There you go. There you go. Right, right there? there. Right there. Okay. So, I think it's horrible. I've told you before, and I've talked about it on social media before, that I have BED, which is bed, but it's um, binge eating disorder. Oh, bed. Yeah. So I have that, and I've had it since I was like 15 years old. Wait, really quick. Do you know the YouTuber Wilma? No. Wilma balls fit in your mouth? (laughs) (laughs) I hate this kid. (laughs) Okay, sorry. Continue. You have bed. Yeah, I have bed. So I developed it when I was 15 because my birth mom passed away. And I had a lot of trauma from that. And at the time I had a friend, uh, we'll call her love. We'll call her love. Um, And she would encourage me to skip school. And we would go and just eat food instead of actually talking about our feelings. And so that's kind of how I developed this eating disorder. But I already had an eating disorder prior because of my mom when I was growing up because she would force feed me because she thought I was too skinny as a baby because I was born only like five or three pounds. And so she was scared that I was going to be malnourished. So she would overfeed me. And so as I grew up, I always had like a messed up like kind of sensation of how much food I should be eating because of that. Super interesting and like super fucked up too. Like, I don't know what kind of parent, like, not to be all judgmental, but like, what kind of parent, like, yeah, maybe it's one thing when your kid's a baby, give them more formula, but like, when the kid's like one years old and at a healthy weight, like, why the fuck do you continue that? Yeah, and then a lot of it too, like, growing up, like, because my mom, like, she grew up, so my mom was born in 1952, so growing up, like, food was really, like, a scarce thing to her, so she doesn't like to waste food. And your mom is from Mexico. Yeah, she's, we're from Mexico. I'm from Mexico. She's from Mexico. But, so it was really, like, one of the things that I developed is, like, I can't just stop eating, like, if there's still food on the plate, because I feel guilty, because she would make me feel guilty for not eating it. It's like a super subconscious thing. Yeah, and so now that I'm older, I have to be super mindful of, like, when I'm full and to stop eating, and, like, I'll take food home, or I'll save it for later, and I always have to remind myself, like, oh, like, you can, you can have this tomorrow, like, it's not gonna be gone or whatever, you know? Leftovers are a thing. Yeah, and so that's, like, a thing that I've been overcoming through binge eating disorder but it's like a big toll on your mental health to always be super mindful what do you mean by that so like just being mindful of like am i hungry or am i thirsty i think it's called intuitive eating yeah yeah yeah. mindful eating intuitive eating Mm -hmm. yeah i feel that I've, i've been trying that recently because i also have like I wouldn't say an eating disorder, but like a strange relationship with food, which I'll get into you when you're done sharing. But I'm really quick, I'm going to check the camera and make sure we're still rolling. But you keep keep talking. Okay. So, yeah, for like the most part with my binge eating disorder, there was an extreme in 2020 during the pandemic where I was actually not... I had an okay relationship with food because... I was eating 1,500 calories, like between 1,500 and 1,800 calories. I was losing a lot of weight, but I was also building a lot of muscle. So I was losing fat. And I only lost, I think at that time was like 
15 to 20 pounds from where I'm at now, but I was like super way more fit then. And I feel like that was like my peak of like having a decent relationship with food. Whereas like later, like on in the pandemic when things got harder, like before that time, I was having the worst relationship with food, with just binging all the time. And how would you say your relationship is now with food in like today? How you doing? I think it's okay. It's it's definitely like improving now, if that makes sense. Because like I said, I'm being very mindful and I'm like cooking more, even though I have a like, I have a weird phobia about cooking. Like I can't eat my own cooking. So I've been doing small things so I can get over that. And so that's been good. And I've been like way more mindful of how many calories I'm intaking and stuff. So I've lost like 10 pounds in the last two weeks from doing that. And I hope to continue that more. You don't feel like it's like an unhealthy amount of weight loss? You feel like you're at a good pace and you're not like straight, like starving yourself or anything? Yeah, I feel like it's at a good pace. I'm not starving myself. I know for like one weekend I was, but that was because I got overly stressed. Sometimes like when I'm stressed, I like binge But like if I'm very, very stressed... It like I you get just kind of like forget to eat. Yeah, I get really nauseous. I do a lot more sleeping, and I like don't eat. That's fair. I get that. Sometimes when you're like really, really occupied with something or really, really stressed, you just like don't have an appetite, and then you don't even realize it. But like, holy fuck, I didn't eat like the whole day. Yeah, it happens like that sometimes. So I feel like my relationship now with food is getting better, especially because I am taking that time to cook more. So that's always like a nice thing. Totally. Totally. So my experience with eating and eating habits and shit, I don't know. I have a really weird history with food. So I, when I was like maybe like 11, like fourth grade-ish, I got really chubby out of nowhere. Like my eating habits didn't change. Uh, however, when I think back to when I was like first, second grade, third grade, I always ate a lot. I was always a- able to eat like so much food for how little I was. And my parents would always talk about it like, holy fuck, you eat a lot, kid. And I'm like, yeah, I do. But they're, they're Russian, obviously. So it's like, wow, you eat a lot of food. Very crazy. <laughs> Sorry, Jesus Christ. That was so, like, dramatic and not realistic at all. But um, so, yeah, they would always comment on it. But at the same time, they'd be like, I mean, you're not fat, so keep eating, I guess. You're okay. And I was like, all right, fair enough. And then when I was, like, fourth grade, out of nowhere, And I think this had a lot to do with, like, puberty and hormones and shit changing. Like, I just got really chubby just out of nowhere. Like, I gained, like, 30 pounds of fat. Like, straight... Maybe not 30. Maybe, like, 20 pounds of fat. Like, significant change in the mid-region, in the chins, in the face. And, um, yeah, it fucked with me. Because I was like, why am I, like... Why am I like this now? Like, I used to be so thin and healthy. And it, like... I don't know. It really took a toll on my, like, self-image and shit. And, like... My self-esteem and shit, it was fucked up, man. Like, self-image, body image, that shit is, like, very real. Very real aspect of your mental health and shit, you know? Yeah, I experienced kind of, like, a similar thing. Because when I was 15, before my mom passed away, it was 135 pounds. Then after she passed away, in that first year, I think I got up to 175. And then from there... It just kept growing because she passed away when I was a sophomore. And by my senior year, when I graduated, I was like 330 pounds. 
God damn. So I gained a lot of weight and that was from binge eating and stuff. And then I remember looking back on that and I was like, I remember being 135 and thinking, oh my God, I'm so big. Like what's wrong with me? And then when I was 330, I was like, oh my God, like why did I call myself fat at 135? Like I totally wasn't. And like right now I'm at 240 and I feel like. So you've like, come down like 90 pounds. That's good. Very yeah. good. And I'm, I'm trying right now to get to. 235 because during the pandemic light work baby light work but because in the pandemic when i was 235 because i had a good relationship with food and i was eating a lot of protein i was doing body recomp you know what that is right yeah like when you're trying to restructure like burn a bunch of fat and then build up a bunch of muscle yeah so i was 235 during the pandemic but i was like the healthiest i had ever been as fuck yeah because i was like pressing 390 pounds i was deadlifting 245 and i was just like really really at the peak of like my fitness at 235 so i want to get back to that and then after that my next goal is to get down to 200 i think you can absolutely do it you got this sis like you're closer in your weight loss journey than you might think you are you feel me yeah and like think about it you you've come so far 330 now down to 240 like you can do another 90, no problem. Do you want to lose another 90? Yeah, I like, I don't try to worry about like the number as much. I try to worry more about like what I can physically do. So like one of the things I want to start doing is like building my endurance back up. Because when I was 235, I I did kayaking for the first time, but we went hard. We did six miles and it wasn't six miles straight, but it was like in total from all the rounds we did was six miles. And I remember the next day I wasn't sore at all and I was fine, but everyone else who had done it with us were super sore. And I remember thinking like, wow, like this is amazing. Like my endurance is so much and like my recovery time, you know? Like, yeah, even you being a plus size woman, it's still makes a huge difference if you're physically in good shape you feel me yeah you can be a skinny little fuck and be in dog shit shape and eat cheetos and get high every night and not exercise for thing and you're gonna you're gonna be fucking out of shape but you can also be like a plus size person and be in incredible shape yeah that's really true so i'm trying not to like focus on the scale as much but more on like building up my endurance so i'm doing cardio before my workout but then like I'm very particular about like how I work out when I weigh when I weight lift. So I like sit down before and I like plan out all the stuff I'm going to do. I do that and then I do some cardio after. Okay, that makes sense. For sure. For sure, ski. But um I'm going to go back to uh what I was talking about really quick. So I I think I'm feeling that edible a little bit. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah? Yeah. Your eyes are kind of red. Really? Just a little bit. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, that makes sense. So, uh, yeah. So, I was uh, 11. I was a, a little fatty. And um, I remember uh, I felt really shitty about myself. And for, like, maybe, like, a year or two, I was just, like, just kind of, like, sulking. Like, oh, I'm fucking fat. Uh, boo-hoo. But then I just had this random, like, realization. And I was like... I don't have to be like this. I can change myself for the better, which is a big moment that a lot of people should, you know, I feel like a lot of people do experience that moment in their lives, but it's like a very beautiful moment when you come into your own power and realize what you're capable of. You feel me? Yeah. And so at that moment, I was like 12 or 13 and my mom had like P90X DVDs. If you know what that is, shout out my boy, Tony Horton. 
P90X is like a DVD workout program. So, um, yeah, my mom had all the DVDs, and I was like, fuck it. My mom's not going to do this shit. Like, she's not going to care if I use the P90X DVDs. So I did P90X at the age of, like, 12 or 13, and I did it, like, all the way through. I did, like, the whole 90 days. Or maybe I'm remembering wrong. Maybe I did, like, 60 days, but I, I know I did a very good portion of it, and that's when I started realizing, like, how much you the food you eat affects you because, like... In the past, when I was a kid, like, I was just eating, like, hella Oreos, eating hella processed food, like, Hot Pockets all the damn time, like, Red Berry and microwavable pizzas and shit. Like, that was my whole diet was just, like, processed foods. And, like, I can't blame my parents for that because that shit was inexpensive. Just buy some Red Barons. Your kids are good for, like, a week. You feel me? Yeah. So, like, you know, I get it. It's, like, a super quick, easy solution to making sure your kids don't go hungry and that's totally fine. But, like, that's when I was realizing in my life, like, the shit you put in your body makes a huge difference in the way you feel and the way you perform and the way you look and shit, you know? Yeah, I think a lot of people don't know that. Like, I'm in my bachelor's degree. I'm doing nutritional education. And so some of the classes that I've taken, I've realized so much that should be in our, like, normal, like, education system so that people grow up and, like, know this shit, like like the different nutrients that come from food or why you should eat the rainbow. Like you've heard that before, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like I think a lot of people don't really know what that means. And so eating the rainbow, that means just like eating food. That's literally like different colors, like eat greens, like fucking lettuce, celery, shit like that. Eat reds, like tomatoes. Yeah. But do you know why people say that? Why? Because of all the different nutrients that are in. Like, yeah. there's a word, and I don't remember what it is. Y'all can Google it. But it's like every single color has a different, like, nutrients. And some kill cancer cells. Some do, like, all this other stuff. But I would, I had to write a report on it so I should remember. Antioxidants. No. It's a different word. Minerals. No. Vitamins. No. I don't know. I'll tell you after this episode because I can just look back on my notes. Okay. But, yeah, like... When I learned that, I was like, oh, that makes sense. Make and sure you're talking into the microphone. And I wish, like, more people knew that. Because I think a lot of people don't understand why you should eat, like, a variety of different foods. You got to get all the food groups. You got to get all the nutrients. You feel me? The seven essential nutrients of the human body. Do you remember all them? There's water, vitamins, minerals, proteins, carbohydrates, fiber, Oh, God, there's one more. Electrolytes, maybe? I don't know. But, yeah. So, that's why it's important to have a well-balanced diet. And if you don't, like, a lot of people have lived their whole lives eating kind of shitty. And, like, you know, it is what it is. I'm not blaming them. I'm not judging them. Like, that's just the way a lot of people grow up. That's how I grew up. And then, just by some random chance, I just got really passionate about, like, fitness and fucking the food you eat and shit so you know not everybody goes down that path so a lot of people don't realize like if you're not getting all these essential nutrients like in good amounts eating like a well-balanced diet like getting enough fruits vegetables proteins uh fucking uh like carbohydrates fats shit like that if you aren't getting all that shit your body is like not performing the best it can and if you do start eating a super well-balanced diet like that you are going i promise you you will notice a significant increase in like your energy levels and just feeling overall just like well in your body. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I actually have a note to add to that. I don't know how many of 
the people are people of color on here, but I think that are listening yeah. or watching. Yeah. Like and comment if you're a person of color. No, but like for real, because I think culture plays a big part on like what we eat. And me personally, because I am Mexican, a lot of our food is kind of on the fattier side. There's a lot of meat. There's a lot of like hella bread and like yeah. rice and shit. Yeah. And like, I remember when I was going through my weight loss Well, I still am, but like my mom will look at me, my other mom, um, she'll look at me and she'll be like, what are you eating? And I'll be like, oh, I'm eating this chia pudding, blah, blah, blah. And she'll be like, oh, that's, that's a white people. That's American food. Cause we don't eat that over there. And I was like, oh, okay. Mm, so okay. there's a I lot see of what you're saying about it being a cultural thing. Yeah. You also got to keep in mind, she's a fucking boomer. So she does not know what she's talking about. That is true. But like, there's a lot of criticism because I've seen a lot of other TikTokers like talk about it where it's like, if you are like, in particular meme like mexican and you start doing things out of the norm eating things that aren't normal to them do they will get, judge do, do you, you get, like judged by your fellow family and shit they'll judge you they'll make fun of you and even though they they also fat shame you they body shame you but then you're trying to fix it and they'll shame you for what you're eating if it's not in that culture and that's a that's a difficult thing to deal with that sounds difficult as fuck i had no idea that's super interesting i did not know that was a thing yeah it is and it's like i get called like oh you're so american you're so whitewashed Gringo. yeah for like eating like healthier foods and bitch yeah i want to live to see 70 years old sorry sorry i want to eat kale once a week just so i don't fucking die at 40 yeah and so that's like one of the struggles personally for me like and when it comes to weight loss, it's like dealing with that. Bitch, we've already been rolling for 40 minutes. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. How do you feel? I feel like this isn't as bad as I thought it was going to be because I was nervous. Yeah, Sunrise was big time nervous. Fucking pussy. Am I right, guys? Just kidding. You're not a <laughs> pussy. You're very brave for being here and talking about your weight struggles and your eating struggles and shit. And this is info that could help a lot of people that might be listening and might be struggling with weight might be struggling with like judgmental family members who don't want them to eat white people food like kale and quinoa and uh dude fuck kale kale is so gross it's kale so is bitter. good fuck you dude get out of here no kale is good like in soup but you don't like soup who the fuck puts kale in soup why would you do that well like when you do like italian beef and like kale all right and potatoes all right. i don't i don't know shit about shit okay all, all I eat in my adult life is fucking, I, now it used to be chicken, rice, salad, almonds, and fruit, like pineapple, watermelon, or grapes or something. And cereal? Yes, and honey bunches of oats with almonds. That, that was my entire, from fucking morning to night, that was my whole diet. Now, it's not chicken and rice anymore, it's steak and rice. Because there was a good deal? Because I was very fucking tired of eating chicken every day. It's so like... Chicken is like really kind of dry and not very juicy. I mean, it doesn't have to be dry if you cook it well. But the thing is, I was meal prepping. And so I'd have chicken in my fridge for like a week. And by the time you get to like day five, that shit gets kind of dry. You feel me? What I've been doing is like, because I make chia pudding in the morning to eat. And I don't so know what that is. You don't know what that is? Nope. So you get, take two tablespoons of chia seeds. And then you put half a cup of like, I do almond milk. And then like some vanilla and I stir it and then I put it in the fridge and then in the morning I'll put some almonds and like put a little whipped cream on it and that's what I'll eat in the morning. So it's like a cute little carbohydrate rich little boost to your 
day, a little breakfast time. Yeah, I feel like it's good because like when you lose weight and you're in a caloric deficit, because you're in a caloric deficit and your body's adjusting, you don't have as much energy, so you'd be tired. And your body's totally preferred fucking true. Yeah, and your body's preferred like source of like fuel is like carbs. So like I feel like in the morning that gives me the nice like filling boost to like get through work and then get out and then eat something else that's like higher in protein and lower in carbs fair dude totally fair um so uh this reminds me a lot of shit i want to get into like my daily eating habits but i gotta finish like my whole eating history really quick okay so um yeah i did p90x and i got really into eating healthy and shit and like all the other kids who were like 13 14 12 or whatever were just like what the fuck why are you worried about like eating spinach and like exercising and shit you should be like jerking off and playing foursquare you feel me yeah so they were just like that's super strange and that's totally fair it is really strange it's super strange that i got into health and fitness at such a young age but so i it got to the point where i was like 13 ish and i had lost a lot of weight i was no longer chubby and i was like fuck yeah i'm a skinny guy again but then i was in junior high and some kids around me were getting real big and like armpit hair and shit. And they were getting all like swole. And I was like, what the fuck? I'm really skinny. And I was looking at my arms and I was like, I got pussy ass arms. And so that's when I started to like weight lift a lot at the age of like 15, 14 ish. Because I was like, I don't want pussy ass arms anymore. Because like I went from chubby and then I was super skinny. And I was like, now I want to get swole. And then I entered a very large phase in my life where I was hitting the gym. I was pumping that iron and I was going like pumping iron consistently from the ages like 15 to 19 long ass period of my life, like a quarter of my life. And, um, uh, that's also when I became a giant fucking douche as well. Cause I had that confidence cause I was lifting a lot and I was noticing some change. I was like looking kind of beefy. My pecs were huge. Like, I just naturally, dude, when I was in, like, fourth grade, like, 10 or 11, I started getting, like, titty meat. I was getting, like, man boobs. I was like, what's going on? Like, why are my titties so big? And all all my friends would, like, make fun of my man titties all the time. It was really funny. I'm not going to lie. Shout out Evan, who would make fun of my man titties all the time. Um, But, yeah, that shit fucked with me at the time. I was like, guys, stop it. I don't have man boobs. But once I started lifting, that man boob turned into like big ass pecs and i had like full-on like tits do you remember when i was the titty man yeah i remember when you were super like buff buff you know i don't think i was ever like buff buff but there was a time where i was like kind of swole bro you had like a six-pack and pecs and like you had a really nice back and arms thank you i appreciate that you're welcome but um yeah so for a long time i was in that stage where i was like lifting a lot and like super super focused on lifting um and i would like intermittent fast during the week and then i'd have a couple cheat days um and then this is kind of when i got into like sort of like the unhealthy eating habits i guess a sort of like the weird like i don't even i wouldn't call it like binge eating but it's like on my cheat days like i eat a lot i fucking go all out but you also got to keep in mind my whole life I've just been able to eat a fuck ton of food. And that appetite has only gotten bigger as I get older. You feel me? Yeah. You have like a fast metabolism, I feel. I feel like my metabolism's like mid, medium. Yeah. It definitely goes up and down. Like when I'm like eating a fuck ton, my, metas- my metabolism speeds up a lot. So usually Sunday through 
ideally my diet is sunday through thursday is healthy like intermittent fasting like i don't eat food after 7 p.m and then i don't eat breakfast until like 9 a.m the next day so i get like 16 15 ish hours where i'm just not having food at all and that shit really helps with you know like burning calories and shit and like losing stubborn fat and shit like that um and then once Friday and Saturday come along, it's fucking showtime, and I can eat whatever the fuck I want. I always go hard. I go ham. Um, at least that's uh, how it was when I was in high school and shit, when I was lifting a lot. I was going fucking ham on my cheat days, and um, I had been, I have been having this diet plan since I was like 16, like I said. So it's been like five years or some shit like that, and... I don't know, man. It's just super interesting looking back and just like just seeing how my body has totally like adapted and adjusted to this way of living. Like throughout the week, my body goes into like low metabolism mode because I'm not giving it a lot of food. Like I'm giving it enough, maybe like 1200-ish calories a day, which is quite low. And some would argue I should probably eat more because I'm a larger person. You should. You should eat way more. Maybe like, like 15 for, for weight loss. Well, are you doing a weight loss or what are you doing? Maintain, honestly, if you're maintaining, you definitely have to eat more than that. Cause that eating 1200 is like weight loss. That's like you're losing two pounds a week or but, maybe But the more. thing is on my cheat days, that shit balances out. I mean, yeah, but you shouldn't be eating like that. So you think my shit is like too extreme. You think my, my low calories are too low. My high calories are too high. I should like meet somewhere in the middle. Yes, you I, should. And I think a lot of people would agree with that. And eventually, I will get to that point. Um, I have noticed I've been a lot more mindful when it comes to my cheat meals and shit. Um, when my mental health was really shitty back in, like, November of last year, I noticed, like, my eating habits were super unhealthy looking, you know? Yeah. Like, on my cheat days, the binging would, like, get a little, little fucking crazy. Not even gonna lie. And that's the first time in my life where I actually, like looked at my eating and was like is this healthy is the am i doing the right thing for my body you know yeah so i don't know man super interesting history i have with food and shit but nowadays so back when i was 19 to almost 20 i decided to stop weightlifting for the first time in like five years and i decided to start doing mma training and the thing is when i was weightlifting a lot i did not focus on cardio at all I did not give a fuck. And then one day I decided to do the Stairmaster after some weightlifting. And I was like, wow, this is way more difficult than it should be. I am way more out of shape than I thought. And that's when I realized even if you look big as fuck, even if you look like you have a nice body, you still like, you, you might not be in great shape. Like your heart might still be not very, like your cardiovascular health might be kind of slacking. I and think, that's not a good balance. I think that's true. I think also like... You I think a lot of bodybuilders get like that. You feel me? Because they only focus on the weightlifting and shit. And their heart is just in bad shape because they don't ever do cardio because they don't want to lose their gains. You feel me? Well, I think the thing about that is Unless like, you're in like the cutting season. I mean like that... Not self-harming season. I mean like the cutting the body fat like for a show. You know? Yeah. I, there might be some bodybuilder watching this like, you don't know shit, dude. You do not know what you're talking about. But like, my bad. Like, uh, dude, I should get a bodybuilder on this show. That'd be sick. I can ask my friend if he wants to be on the show. Is he big as fuck? I mean, he does. I think he does aesthetics, but he oh, does so he's bulking like a and cutting. A physique bodybuilder? Yeah. It's one of the smaller bodybuilders. I know. I mean, that's a, still interesting. I know a big, big bodybuilder. I don't know if you've heard of him. His name is C. Nope. 
So he goes to our gym. That we oh, fuck. All you right. better beep that I'm out. i beep that out. Let me write this down really quick. Um, But he goes to 52 our minutes. gym. He goes to EOS Fitness. Yeah. Right? So he goes to our gym. EOS Fitting these nuts. Sorry. And he is huge. He's won so many competitions. He's the nicest guy ever. And you could totally ask him to be on the podcast. Is it that big ass, like the rock looking dude? Yes. (laughs) I love C. Holy shit. I've never spoken to him. Yeah. What the fuck? He's super nice. I have been, I went to that gym and saw him like every, like, like four days a week and he never said shit to me. He never said hi, anything. Do you want to hear the most embarrassing story with that man? Sure. So I don't think he would care if I said it. How old is C? He is in his 50s. Oh my God. But he looks so good, huh? I mean, yes, in the body, he looks incredible. You would not expect him to be 50. But like now that you say that in the face, like I'm like, oh, okay. That kind of makes sense. Yeah. So I was doing the leg press. Not saying you look old as fuck. I'm just saying like you can definitely tell in the face, like he's definitely not 20s or 30s. So he's really nice and I've been friends with him for a while. Not super close, just gym friends. But I was doing the leg press with my homegirl who's also friends with him and this very attractive man walked by and I turned to see and I said, oh, that, that dude right there, he's like my type. And he was like, girl, go get your mans. And I was like, no. And like at the time when this happened, I was like 220 pounds. So I was looking real good and I should have, but I like was like, no. And he's like, if you don't do it when he comes back out of the locker room, I'm going to do it for you. And I was like, no, 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 don't do it. So he passed by. I didn't say anything. And then C goes over and scares the shit out of this boy because he's like, hey, boy, come here. And this dude scared shitless. Yeah, I don't blame him because C is like six foot five, fucking 275 pounds, probably bigger. Fucking giant man. Looks like the rock straight up. Yeah. So he comes. He could be a body double for the rock. He could. <laughs> so he comes up to me. <laughs> Uh, well, he comes up to us and then sees like, what's your name? And he says his name. And then he said, are you single? And he was like, yeah, why? <laughs> what if he thought C, this big ass <laughs> bodybuilder dude was trying to fuck? And so then he says, this is my friend Sunrise. She's single too. And she thinks you're cute. And I was like, see, and I didn't say a single word to him. Cause I was so shook that this happened. This fool's uncomfortable as hell. Like awkward <laughs> ass dad vibes. Jesus Christ. So the dude, I end up getting his number and I end up finding out how old he is. And he was entirely too young for me because at the time I was like 19 and he was 17. Ooh. And I was like, you just look like you're 23. I'm sorry. Cause he did. He looked like way older than me. Mm-hmm. But he wasn't. And so then I was like, no, we can't talk. Sorry. But that was a very embarrassing experience for me. But C is so friendly. He's so nice. Well, shout out to C. If you somehow see this, you know, why didn't you say hi to me at the gym all those all those times? You know, I was going to that gym consistently for like two years. You didn't say hi. What's up, dude? You know, he used to go to the gym. Well, I mean, he might still do it, but he would go in the mornings and at night. Yep, I noticed that. I noticed that because sometimes I would go in the afternoon, like 5 or 6 p.m. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes I would go like in the morning and I would go like 10 or 11 a.m. And he was there both times. He was always there. And I asked him what his like routine was. And that's what he told me. He's like, I go in the morning and I go at night. And then on the weekends, I still go in the morning and at night, except for Sundays. He only goes in the morning wow god damn what a fucking routine you must just have to love the sport and love exercise and weightlifting that much to be that dedicated 
you know maybe because like <gasps> i gotta be passionate about it there's no way like you can't you can't fake that motivation when i was like really deep in like my weight loss like in 2020 like when i was super fit that's what i would do is like because i took two classes at our college and they were fitness classes so it was cross training and strength training so that was two hours of exercise that i would do make and sure the microphone there you go and then oh a little, a little further one inch there you go there you go right there. there you go Okay, and then after my two hours of working out at, at school, I would go to the gym still, and I would go hang out with, like, my personal trainer and stuff, and we would work out for, like, another hour. So I was, like, working out almost every day, like, three hours, and it was, like, it was a great time. It didn't even feel like it was that much, but it was. Make sure you're talking into the microphone. Yeah. Thank you. Super interesting. Wow. So um, here we are now. I've been... W- MMA training for the past nine months or so. I have not lifted a single weight since August of last year. And um, I don't know. So uh, it's super interesting. Now, cardio-wise, my body, I'm in the best shape I've ever been in, bro. Jiu-jitsu, like MMA training, crazy cardio. You get in such good shape, bro. It whoops your ass. If you're trying to lose hella weight in a short amount of time, get into fucking jiu-jitsu and kickboxing and shit crazy crazy cardio burn um but uh, or get into swimming swimming is also crazy cardio but um there, there's a lot of options okay don't don't just like get on the treadmill because that shit is not sustainable you're not going to enjoy it getting on the treadmill fucking sucks who likes to do that nobody run outside fuck the treadmill god i hate people who run on treadmills like regularly it's like bitch go outside why do you want to be st- standing in the same place you know what i'm saying no, because I like the treadmill. <laughs> Whatever, bro. But I like the treadmill because, like, you already know I have bad knees. Okay. All right. My bad. <laughs> I was being ableist. My bad. I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> so, I like being on the treadmill because it's just easier because then when I stop, like, I just stop. But, like, actually, you're right because I do a lot of swimming for my knees, too, to get better because it's really good exercise. Fuck yeah, it is. Fucking swimming is the best. But, um, so now cardio wise, I'm in the best shape of my fucking life and it feels great. And I'm like surprised at how much muscle mass I've kept since not weightlifting. So I I don't know. I like look at my arms and shit and my pecs and I'm like, I'm surprised they're not smaller, but I have definitely gotten significantly smaller since I used to lift weights consistently. And that kind of fucked with my body image at, for, at, at first I was like, cause I really enjoyed just being big. That was my goal. And I was like. Hmm, this is kind of this kind of rough, but like as time has gone on, I've kind of learned to accept and love my body for how it is. Like if if you think about it, if we were living back in like caveman time, not caveman times, but like tribal times and shit, like this is probably the body I would have because you don't really weight lift in tribal times. You just do a fuck ton of cardio because you got to like, you know, you got to like kill dinner and shit. You gotta like run after a deer for five miles and then spear it in the face and then fucking that's your dinner for the tribe for the like two days. You know what I'm saying? You know, that's a really interesting way of thinking. I've never thought of it that way, but I think you're right. Yeah. Like this is how my body would look at times when humans were super in touch with nature, when we were living in nature, not separate from it. So I don't know. In that sense, I look at my body in the mirror and I appreciate it a lot because I'm like, this is kind of like naturally how i would look in times of like tribal humans and shit um i mean obviously there were big ass buff ass dudes at that time naturally but i don't think really anybody at that time was just like recreationally like 
I gotta get fucking sore. Just doing fucking like bicep curls with like wooden logs or some shit, you know? I don't know. There was no like prehistoric bodybuilders. Do you think there was? Yeah, maybe there was. You never know. Super interesting. Someone had to start bodybuilding, right? I think it probably started when like we had consistent shelter and shit. Probably in like the 1800s is when a bodybuilder started. Yeah, because I think the bench press was invented in like 1860s or some shit. And I think like, yeah, that's when like gym equipment, weightlifting equipment started getting built. Like the 1800s. How much can you bench? I don't know. I never did my max, but I think it was probably somewhere around my body weight. So it was probably somewhere around like 185. Maybe I could possibly get a two hundo. But my my max was never like I never I never weightlifted for like strength. I always weightlifted for mass. You feel me? Okay. So I never did like one rep max or like I would always do sets of like eight to twelve, like with every exercise, oh. unless it was like shoulders or some shit. Then I'd do sets of like fifteen. Sorry if you're listening to this and you don't give a fuck about fitness at all and you're just like, holy fuck, no one cares. Like, make a dick joke or something, you know? Yeah. So, but, I mean, you know, that it is, that's the way shit goes sometimes. I'm pretty high, bro. Are you? Yeah. What else do we have to talk about? We got all kinds of shit, sis. Do you want some candies? Candy? Candies nuts fit in your mouth. <laughs> I hate oh, this kid. <laughs> Oh, fuck. Sorry for every, everybody listening. Well, no, I'm not sorry. Fuck you. But thank you for listening. <laughs> okay. So, here's a quick reminder if you're listening to this, watching this on YouTube. Smash that fucking like button for me. Um, okay, so, yeah. Do you have anything to plug? Because I think we're actually at about an hour, so I think we can wrap up. Um, Holy fuck. We're at an hour and two minutes. You want to wrap this up? This feels like kind of a natural stopping point to me, if you ask me. What do you think? Yeah, unless you want to talk about more things. But yeah, I think we can. I really have nothing else on my mind except, like, I'm pretty baked. Oh, okay. Well, I guess the only thing to plug is follow me on TikTok. Go look at my link tree. What is your username? Sunrise Mendoza. That's, like, my username on TikTok and Instagram. I'm, like, the easiest person to find. If you Google me, I'll be, like, probably one of the Bitch, first results. no. There's probably, like, a million Sunrise Mendozas. And no, there's really not. <laughs> uh, okay. That's fair. Sunrise is not a super common name. But, like, Sarai Mendoza, bitch, there's millions of those. There's not millions, but there are hundreds. But Hundreds of thousands. But I don't go by Sarai on my social media. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So, if you look up Sunrise Mendoza, I will probably be... The only person that pops up. That's sick. I also am the same way. Chaputis is the only one that pops up, which is like super swag. We've gotten to that point. Okay, but guys, uh, yeah, so reminder, smash that fucking like button. If you're listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, thank you so much for listening and supporting the show. God bless. Um, if you have any questions, any comments, leave them in the fucking comments section below. Uh, let me know if you have topics you want me to talk about. Let me know if you want... You know, just like, let me know. Communication is key in this relationship you and I share together. So, you know, just like, do your part. Talk to me. Don't be a stranger. Share this with your friends if you enjoy it. Don't be selfish. Thank you guys for watching. Have a blessed day.